Hello and welcome to the Albion Obsessed podcast. You join us for our preview of the first game of the season. It is our going to be our seventh season in the Premier League and it all begins tomorrow. You might have been distracted with all the noise around a certain young Ecuadorian midfielder, but I can assure you we are playing football tomorrow at the Amex and we welcome Premier League new boys Luton Town. So tonight we're going to be talking to a Luton Town fan to hear their thoughts before the a ball is even kicked. But before we get into that, let's see who we've got on the show tonight. We welcome Joe. Joe, my friend, the football, the Premier League, it's back tomorrow. How are you feeling ahead of our first game? Um, I would like to say excited, Tom, but it's being a little bit overshadowed today, obviously, by everything that's going on. Um, which, if you want to know our thoughts on what's going on, we've done a Twitter space, which was great fun. We had over 450 people tune in. We had a good sort of 10 to 15 people give their thoughts on it. Um, and it was really good to get sort of the community feel as to how people feel towards the situation. Um, so go on to Albion Obsessed and it'll be on there. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm I'm slowly getting a little bit more excited for tomorrow as, as the day is getting closer. Um, and yeah, bring on the new season. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be excited. What an exciting one! Obviously, last season Dagan ended with such high Brighton and Hove Albion achieving European football for the first time in their history. Now, Dagan, you are the resident optimist of the group. Do you think Brighton can go even better this coming season? Oh, Tom, you know that I do, my friend. You know that I do. Uh, Brighton to the Champions League. The march begins tomorrow. I'm unabashed in my belief in our club, um, despite the uh, imminent departure, it seems, of uh, the aforementioned Ecuadorian talent, uh, whose name escapes me at this point. Uh, may have been my favorite player last year, but now I'm not, I'm not even sure who that person is. Um, but we will, we will, I'm confident, find the extra pieces that we need uh, to march forward. And uh, I, in all seriousness, I really don't see a way that we're not in the top nine. I don't see it. And I really feel good about top seven, but I'll leave that sitting there. Predictions right out of the gate, coming in hot. Let's go. I love it. I love the optimism. Um, and we welcome, as I say, a Luton Town fan, Dave. Dave, thank you very much for joining us this evening to give us your thoughts ahead of the new season. We spoke just briefly about off air about how you're feeling, but just for the viewers, how are you feeling ahead of the game tomorrow? Well, firstly, thanks for having me on. Um, I am absolutely buzzing for this. I've waited a long time to see it happen, and I'm so excited. It's ridiculous. I'm an old guy, but it, I am totally, totally buzzing to get on that train tomorrow and come to Brighton and just have the best day out ever. And it's a bit of history for our club, so that's the main thing for me. It's a historical moment. I want to be there, and I just hope that the club, we don't let ourselves down because, you know, it's been a big, big journey. So I, I think you'll find that the 3,000 supporters that are coming tomorrow will be in really, really good voice. And I, I just hope we have a great game. Yeah, I think that's about it. And I think if any club could probably empathise with the journey you've been on, I'd like to think it'd be Brighton and Hove, perhaps even Bournemouth as well, because they've been on similar journeys. Obviously, Brighton, not to the extent of Luton Town, because we you know, we didn't come up from non-league. Um, but no, we've certainly been through our own rugged history. And we will talk about that in a little while, Dave. But before we do, Joe... Um, Brighton and Hove Albion, we play our first game this season at home at the Amex and we play against a newly promoted side in Luton Town. Um, 
historically Brighton have sometimes struggled against the newly promoted sides, and and with Luton it being their first Premier League game, they're going to really be up for it. So a lot of people might already be writing Luton off. I think more fool them. What do you think of the game tomorrow? What do you make of it? Do you think this is going to be a tougher game than many fans are perhaps expecting it to be? Yeah, I mean, it's, it it wasn't against the newly promoted side, but I give you Everton last season. Everyone thought that was going to be an absolute walkover. We lost 5-1. This is the Premier League. Anything can happen on any given day. Um, Luton are going to be well up for it. Um, what I'm excited for is the fact that we've not seen a Roberto De Zerbi team in a competitive game after a full preseason. Um, I think that's going to be quite exciting to see how that's all come together, um, how the new players are, have been bedded into a system and how much they how much they know it, how much more time they may need. Um, I think there's going to be a lot to take from tomorrow's game in terms of how we're going to look this season. Um, and... <laughs> It's probably one of the toughest games to to start with because we don't know what to expect from Luton. We don't. Um, I would much rather us play Liverpool or, or Chelsea or someone like that because Roberto De Zerbi's had plenty of time to study them. And I'm not saying Roberto De Zerbi's gone home and done absolutely nothing on Luton. Obviously, he's going to have a, a full study, but he knows them a little bit more. These, you know long-standing Premier League opposition. He's played a couple of them a few times already. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, I'm a little bit nervous, to be honest. It's weird. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we can get off to a, a flying start and uh, put any doubts of a, a, a second season syndrome under the Zerbi to bed. Yeah, I get what you mean about the feeling a bit nervous because I feel that as well. It's this sort of nervous excitement that um, it comes before something massive that is coming. Now, Dagan, Joe spoke there about new signings. Do you think we'll see many of the new signings tomorrow in the starting eleven? And if we do, who are you excited to see in a competitive game? Well, I certainly I hope to see Jao Pedro. Uh, he's just been electric and I think we're going to be a better team with him on the pitch. Uh, I expect to see Dahoud in the starting lineup tomorrow. Um, those are the two that, that I would be surprised not to see out there. Uh, I think Gilmore will get the other start in the, in the pivot, but he's a familiar face. Uh, yeah. I, I think we'll see Milner at some point. I really do. I think, I think he'll, he'll get an ovation worthy of, his excellence uh, at the Amex. So that's, I think it will be a real moment, right? Because uh, it's already seems that the club has embraced him. And I guess he got that moment in the preseason and made that fantastic tackle. Uh, but yeah, excited, excited to see all the new guys. Hopefully they get on the pitch. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, just right there. I'm excited. I'm really excited to talk to Dave too, candidly. I want to hear so much about, about. Oh, and we're, that's just what we're about to get onto Dagan, because you mentioned there about preseason. Yeah, it was really exciting uh, to see the United States tour in preseason. We saw got to see Jao Pedro, who looked simply excellent. Some of Dahoud. They loves Jao Pedro. Yeah, let's not. I'll talk about him in a bit. He absolutely loves him. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Dave, for the Brighton fans out there, give them um, a bit of an insight to Luton's preseason. Um, obviously, this week you signed uh, Ross Barkley, uh, which was a bit of a coup in and of itself. Um, what's the... Uh, pre-season been like for Luton and have you made any exciting signings? 
well, firstly, preseason has not been too bad at all. Obviously, we're just we're just warming up for this big event on Saturday. Um, I would say we were absolutely bowled over by Ross Barkley. We've taken a little bit of comments that um, he's not what he used to be. However, that was one that went under the radar of every single person, every journalist, and uh, uh, even my son who works for the club uh, didn't tell me, which, you know, probably embargoed, obviously. But, uh, yeah, we made some really good signings, actually. Uh, we've got Mads Anderson coming in from... Uh, our favourite club that we take people from, uh, Barnsley. Um, Chong from Birmingham. Chong for us, uh, I, I, he came down to our place once and destroyed us uh, at our place. He was just like so good. He's really, really quick. Um, Marvellous Nakamba um, was pivotal in our success last season when he joined us on loan from Aston Villa and we secured him. So I'm really delighted about that. And then we got uh, Isaac Kabore from Manchester City on loan which is kind of good. You've got Ross Barkley, uh, Giles from Wolverhampton Wanderers. So I think we've set ourselves up quite well. We've, I think we've got a pretty good squad and a pretty good team. So I think we're all quite excited. Pre-season was, you know, pre-season is pre-season really. We had a couple of uh, games in Germany. If we, we won that on aggregate, we had two games back-to-back. We lost one, we won one. Um, we went to Wolves and drew 0-0. We beat Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, from memory, that's about as far back as my memory goes because I'm more excited about the weekend. But uh, yeah, I think we, I think you can say we've done a good job and, and we're all quite excited about the prospect of seeing what our team can do in the Premier League. It's been too long. Far, far yeah. too long. It's been a very long time since Luton um, have been in the top flight. And it's been also been a very long time since Brighton played Luton in a league game. Do you know what season it was, Dave? The last two the sides met oh, in a league no. game. Please tell me where it was. And if if it's the one that Joe and I spoke about the other night, then I'll, I'll take that. But I I can't remember if I'm honest. It's, let's be honest. The last time the last time we met in a so long time in a game was there in the 2000 and 2000 or 2000 2007 2008 campaign in League One. And I think it's fair to say that um, <laughs> both clubs have come a long way since then. Now, Dave, I'm I'm sorry if this is verging on cliche and a bit over talked about, but let's talk about Kenilworth Road. Let's talk yeah, about let's your do, home ground. I love that stadium. Yeah, it's um it's a piece oh, of footballing before, history. Before um, you carry on though, you had a worse one. Anyway, carry on now. We no yeah. Did you know that the with Dean was voted the fourth worst ground in the football league? Fourth. So, oh please yeah, tell me Kenilworth Road was above it. I can't I can't remember, but I know it was the fourth. And I, but I think the only reason it wasn't in the top three was because of um, uh, someone who worked for the Argus did some <laughs> fiddling with numbers, uh, no naming no names. Um, but no, um, let's talk about your ground because a lot has been made this summer about the renovation that needs to happen to make it Premier League ready. Could you tell the listeners a little bit about the work, the sort of work that needs to be going on? Because obviously you hear all these different things, but I want to hear it from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Okay, so if you know the stadium and you know the greenhouses on the one side, the, the executive boxes, um, they used to be in camera shot, but they're not now because they switched the cameras around to point at our main wooden stand. They've gone. They've been demolished. They were demolished. Uh, they started demolition the day after we won the championship final. So uh, they've gone, and they're replacing that with a big gantry for the media. Um, they're putting in more seats so we won't be the smallest stadium in the Premier League which is pretty cool uh, there's a couple of TV studios and all the media things going underneath 
the whole the away end you know the infamous away end the one where you're going to walk through the gardens well do you know what your view is going to be worse when you get in because there's more pylons gone in to put the uh, floodlight pylons up for premier league standard lighting and var and all that sort of stuff so that's a whole stadium a whole one side of our stadium being redeveloped you can see the pictures it's it's on target it will be ready for the west ham game i think they were just being a bit uh what's that taking more precautions that we would be finished for the burnley but they they couldn't guarantee it so that's why they postponed it uh inside the stadium they have to they've had to rearrange um changing areas for the teams they've got to provide indoor uh, warm-up areas for for the away team as well as the home team so they're doing that as well and really that they're sort of uh i think our, our, our chairman said uh, we're putting a new dress on the old girl. So they've actually brightened it up outside as well. So it'll look a bit different. If you've ever been to the to the other end, the Kenilworth Road end, the home end before, that's going to be, it looks totally different right now. Nothing's going to change with the away entrance. You'll get to see the gardens, everybody. Don't panic. And uh, you're going to love it because it's, it's a stadium that is, it is what it is. It's 100 plus years old. Uh, but once you get through the turnstiles, your view for an away fan is a pretty poor one, if I've got to be honest with you guys. Uh, but the atmosphere in there normally is is electric. And uh, I've been to some of these newer stadiums. I, I have to be honest, I'm looking forward to my first trip to your stadium. But I've been to these newer stadiums and the atmosphere is not there. It's just not not the same. There's only, there'll be 10, maybe 11,000 people at Luton when, when you come to Kenilworth Road. And... Uh, it's going to be noisy and it's going to be great and we're going to enjoy every bit. But the stadium renovations are, you know, they're coming on real well and I'm, I'm quite excited to see that as well. Sad to say the first game, no disrespect Gillingham, but the first game that we're going to play under the, in the new state of the new era will be Gillingham in the League Cup. So it should be fun. Yes, and we know all about Gillingham having spent two years of our history playing uh, up the road there, but less about that and more about tomorrow then, Joe, because, you know, I think it's fair to say that Dave is very excited for for the season ahead. And if you are two viewers and listeners, you know, drop us a message. Let us know your thoughts ahead of the game tomorrow. We are live. So, you know, pop it down in the comments and we will give you shout outs as we move through this evening. Joe, tomorrow, you said it yourself, you're excited, you're a little bit nervous. What any Are there any pre-match rituals that you're going to do tomorrow, Joe? Are you going to pop down to the shop? You're going to get NCSO number number 10 on your, on your shirt? What, what are you going to do? See, Tom, my whole pre-match stuff has changed at the start of this season because at the end of last season, I was living in Littlehampton and I was travelling to the football with my dad. Now I'm living in Hastings, back in my old hometown, and I'm travelling with my mum. So it's all going to be different, and I hope that doesn't destroy our luck from last season. Um, I'm very superstitious, so I'm a little bit worried uh, because the last time I travelled from Hastings to watch a football game uh, was, I think, in Graham Potter's first season. Um, And we didn't do too great that season. So hopefully that luck doesn't follow. Um, I will be going to the shop, uh, be getting the new Europa League badges and the new Europa League name set. Um, Jal Pedro's going on the back. Sorry, Dave. so yeah, um, very much <laughs> strike two. <laughs> very much looking forward to it. Um, and yeah, I'm going to meet up with a few people. Going to meet up with Dan. Going to meet up with my dad. Um, and yeah, I'm just really, really excited to to get back to the Amex and a little bit of normality to return. Yeah, the, the months without football seem 
very strange and very empty. Now, before we go any further, Dave, I've got to ask, what is this Jao Pedro thing? Come on, spill the beans. Well, clearly, if you don't know, then, um, well, I'll tell you. Obviously, he came from Watford, and uh, when we played them earlier last season at, at Vicarage Road, he literally mocked our team. We got spanked 4-0. And uh, he, I think uh, Osho got sent off that day. And I think, I'm think i sure it was him that came up to Osho and did the crying eyes sort of thing. And he's sort of like rubbing his eyes like this. And, uh, yeah, he's not much liked by Luton fans. And then when he came to Kenilworth Road, um, he bottled it, literally bottled it. They were... Well, Watford as a whole were terrible, but uh, him himself um, was very, very, very poor. So I don't know how to rate the guy because I've only se- I've seen him play very well. Uh, I hated him then because because you know we lost four nil to our biggest rivals, but then I saw him play very, very poorly at Kenilworth Road. But I think that day uh, we were totally in control of that game. So I don't know what sort of player you've bought. I really don't. I don't. I can't tell you if I think he was brilliant or not. But all I do know, he got a little bit scared when he came to our place. That's how I felt about it. Um, yeah, so, I, you know, he's an ex-Watford player. You know what? When he touches the ball tomorrow, 3,000 loot supporters are going to boo him the whole match. It's going to happen. We're just going to be partying, obviously, but he's going to get booed every single time. So that's why I don't like him. But I, I don't know the guy personally. He might be really nice. Uh, and I'm sure he'll do well for you guys. A very diplomatic answer, Dave. Thank you very much. Yeah, it'll be, it will be interesting to see how, um, you know, the likes of Jao Pedro and Dahoud take to the Premier League day. And obviously, you know, Dahoud vastly experienced, played in Germany. Jao Pedro has experience in English football. But the Premier League is a different beast. And especially on, you know, game game week one against a newly promoted side who are, are going to be absolutely, you know, buzzing to to be there. Um, and to show that they're not there just to make up the numbers. It's, it could be quite an intimidating, uh, you know, a game for Brighton in some aspects. Um, what pre-match rituals are you going to go through, Dagan, to ensure that João Pedro doesn't bottle it like he did at Kenilworth Road? Oh, goodness. Well, you know, I'll have my, I'll have my Brighton cup of coffee uh, mug in front of me in the morning. That is, that's borne us good luck thus far. Um, and uh, other than other than that, I'll uh, have to make a, a game time decision on the right shirt, I suppose. Uh, young Kennedy and I like to like to match up when we can. Now, um, she proudly wore her first custom Brighton shirt to her soccer practice yesterday. She wore her uh, away kit, uh, smashing. Yeah, looked looked great and had a great practice too at that. Uh, so I have to give her a shout. So she she was asking me this morning what what our plans were for the game tomorrow, which I just thought was the best uh, that she was excited about it. So she'll be there. That I can tell you. So that's that's the big ritual: indoctrinate the youth. I like that. I like that People a lot. I, I fully agree. I fully agree with it. Um, Dave, let's talk about tomorrow. Then you you said yourself you're you're coming down to the Amex tomorrow. Um, are you one for pre-match rituals? Is there sort of like a thing that you like to do before the game or are you, do you not take any heed in such things? Um, my only pre-match ritual is to meet with my family who come with me to the football and drink because that's what we do. We meet for a beer and then we get some food and then we have some more beer 
and then we come to the game. So that's what we're going to do. But in fact, we're going to drink on the train all the way up. I'm just going to have a party. That's all we're going to do. I have no other rituals. I, I'm sort of not superstitious in that way. Um, so, you know, it doesn't matter what shirt I'm wearing, Dagan. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter what underpants I'm wearing. I don't bother with any of that. But I can guarantee you I'll have a few beers. And then when I get to the stadium, I'll probably be a little bit nervous. I'll probably be totally nervous. But uh, no, no, no rituals. Never have. I don't think I ever will because uh, knowing how I am, I'd probably forget what I was meant to be doing and then I'd blame myself if we didn't get a result. I think that's how I'd look at it totally. Um, so, yeah, nothing really. Just just a nice, pleasant train ride down with, you know, 3,000 others. Should be fun, shouldn't it? Yeah, that, that, well, of all the train rides you could have, beer and 3,000 Luton fans are excitedly expecting to see their team uh, in the Premier League for the first time. Now, let's talk about starting 11s then, gentlemen. Um, Joe, starting 11 tomorrow, who do you think makes Roberto De Zerbi's first match day squad? There's obviously some places up for grabs in defence and in midfield, and obviously we're well stacked, which seems really strange to say, we're well stacked in attack as well. So who makes the Joe Sayers starting 11 tomorrow? Oh, if only I could pick the team, Tom, eh? Um, that would be a dream. Um, well, actually, Roberto does much better than me. Don't worry about that. Um, if I was Roberto, I would be starting with stealing goal. I don't care about his mistake in pre-season. It's just what happens, whatever, move on. And Roberto Zerbi said he looks towards the reaction after a mistake as well. So interested to see how that works in terms of Verbruggen coming in. Um, Defence, I would like Pascal Gross at right back because I think that's probably the only place you'd get him in. Um, Lewis Dunk, Igor, because Webster's late shout for, for him. I'd prefer Igor over Van Heck. I think he could play our system a little bit better. Um, not to take any, anything away from Van Heck. I think he's quite, you know, on his day, pretty good. Um, a stupid yeah, left back. It would be a midfield two of... Oh, Gilmore and Dahoud, I think. Uh, and then just in front of them, Jao Pedro. And then a front three, I would go with Solly March, Karu Matoma and, ooh, striker. Do I want Welbeck? Do I want Ferguson? I want Welbeck. Yeah, I think yeah. Welbeck's had a better pre-season. Let's talk about Karu Matoma, Joe, just as we may. Matoma... Uh, Ended last season a bit, I'm not going to say badly, because that's very, very dramatic. Um, but he obviously hit that really big purple patch at the turn of the year. Um, and then as the season went on, he sort of just sort of fizzled out a little bit. He didn't have the best pre-season, Karen Matoma. Um, so why does he, Joe, get in your starting eleven over someone like Simon Adingra, who had a very exciting pre-season? I think the experience of playing in a Premier League game pips it for me. Um, Anna Dingra is a very exciting prospect to bring off the bench. Um, and so is Inciso. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot about Inciso. Um, Tom, can I change my answer and say Inciso starts over Matoma? You can if you want, Joe. Thank you. I'm going to do that. Sorry, Matoma. Love you, but Inciso, you're in. Get your new number 10 shirt and get on the pitch. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, Dagan. You're starting 11, if you don't mind. Huh. I think it'll be Welbeck. 
but I would start Ferguson if it were up to me. Uh, I'd, I'd want him in the starting lineup every time. I'm I'm so excited to see the Jal Pedro Ferguson tandem every second that we can. Uh, you know, our time with with both of those guys in the team may not be long, so I want to see as much of it uh, as possible while we have it. Uh, I would I would still go with March and Matoma on the wings. There there are starters. They've earned it for now. Um, there are certainly guys nipping at their heels, and I think that's healthy competition. I would say the same is true at the back with Steele. He's he's the guy. He can't have many slip-ups like the one he had last week, or Verbruggen may unseat him. But it sounds like the plan is to have a 50-50 split uh, between the two, which I'm really encouraged by because I think Verbruggen is a real, real talent and uh, is the long-term solution. So I'm glad he's going to get a chance sooner rather than later. Uh, in the midfield, uh, Joe, I tend to agree with you. I wouldn't be shocked to see a gross Gilmore tandem, just given DeHood looked a little shaky. Um, and maybe just letting him come off the bench in his first game might might be a smoother introduction. And I think not knowing a lot about, about Luton's midfield, I've imagined Gross could hold his own um, in the midfield in this game, and that would slap Beltman in at right back. I don't think that's what's going to happen necessarily, but I wouldn't mind seeing it. Um, I like to see Gross more advanced. He's just a, just a natural creator. Um, I love seeing him in that spot. Joe, you did you say excuse me, is Webster – what did you say about Webster? Webster is a late fitness test, I believe. Oh, okay. And, and is, so is, so is, is Lalana. Okay. All right. Well, that, if that's the case, then I would keep DeHood in the starting lineup. I would put Gross right back. I would slot Veltman in the other at uh, right center back, dunk at left center back, and Estupinian at his usual left back spot. It's interesting. I don't think we've ever had as much competition for places as we do now. And I, I'm sure a lot of that is down to the fact that, you know, we're going to be playing extra games this season because of Europe and because of the other cup, cup competitions. But it does seem that we're very well stocked in certain areas. Um, and yet here we all are, you know, potentially, you know, going, how on earth are we going to replace uh, Caicedo when he eventually does leave? Uh, let us know in the comments what you would like. Uh, Michael is saying Van Heck to start he's been excellent in pre-season yes um you know a lot of people have been talking about him in pre-season uh michael is also going for stealing goal pedro or ferguson or welbeck up front oh for me i'm gonna go danny welbeck i do agree with you dagan that uh you know ferguson Jao pedro link up up the top is very exciting but again ferguson had a bit of an underwhelming pre-season for me and I think, you know, Welbs just looks very up for it. So for me, my starting 11 will be Jason Sealing goal. Uh, back four, Pascal at right back. I would go Dunk at right centre back and then Igor at left centre back. I want, I'm really excited to see what Igor can do. I've I know got, he's relatively new. I've got a feeling that the, the players that didn't have such a great preseason, I don't know why, but I feel like they're the type, like Matoma and Ferguson, I feel like they're the type to just turn it on when the Premier League comes round. Um, I hope that's the case, obviously. Um, but yeah, I just got a feeling that the the, the levels are going to be raised by Deserby, and you know they know exactly what he expects from them. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to, to if they do start to see them really, really going for it. Yeah, that's very true. Um, left back Purvis is Stupinian, midfield two of the Hood and Gilmore in front of them. Jao Pedro in the ten. Then wide Matoma and March with Danny Welbeck up front. That will be my 
starting eleven. Now, Dave, we've just talked a lot about Brighton players. Um, and before I get your Luton starting eleven, who you think will line up for Luton, I'd just like to know, and I don't say this in a sort of in a an arrogant sort of way, but in a as a Luton fan, are there any Brighton players that you look at and think, yeah, we need to be wary of the threat that they pose? Right, I'm gonna be straight up and honest. Um when we're in the championship, I really wasn't that bothered about the Premier League. So I'm going to be straight up and honest with that. Um, but, you know, the ex-Watford guy does worry me a bit. Genuinely, as much as I joke about him, I, he does worry me. Um, and up until earlier today, until that transfer news came about, um, I was worried about that guy. Uh, but I don't know your team well enough, if I'm honest. I really don't. So I'm going to go, you've, you've named all these names and I'm sitting there thinking, oh God, they sound all right. But I genuinely, I'm just going to be honest with you, I genuinely haven't bothered with the Premier League, which is ridiculous, isn't it? Now I'm here. No, not at all, because Dave, I tell you what, when we were in the Championship, I was exactly the same. Exactly yeah, the same. So, so now I'm here, honest. there's no disrespect to Brighton. No, no, no not at all. In fact, of all the teams in the Premier League, there are several that I have no issues with at all, you know, and, and what you guys have done and where you've come from, for me, is a model for us. It's a model for the same with Brentford as well. So, you know, and I think I saw something about your transfer business uh, since you've got to the Premier League. It's, it's astronomical the amount of money you guys have sold and brought players on and sold them on for. It's where you want to be. So, um, yeah, um, yeah, for me, for me, Jao Pedro, obviously because of the Watford connection and Casido, but he's not going to be there, is he? He's not going to be there. So, no, you know, he, won't, he won't be and, and And for me, you know, that was the one I was worried about. The the one that I really knew, if I'm honest. Dave? No, that's absolutely fair, Dave. Yeah. Dave, you got I'm interested to hear your take on Luton's starting lineup. Tom, I don't know if you were gonna ask that same question, but you've got eight new guys in the squad. How many of those will be in the starting lineup and who are the familiar faces you think you'll see in the starting uh, lineup from last year? Super question. Uh well, we need a new goalkeeper in for a start because we used to have uh America's Horvath in goal for us. He was on loan from uh, Nottingham Forest. Um, we didn't take up the option on him. So I think we're going to start with, I'll be very surprised if we don't start with Kaminsky, who we bought from uh, Blackburn Rovers. Um, who else is going to be? I, th- I would imagine that Matt Anderson will be, again, a new guy that he'll be in the back. Uh, then I've written down here, so let me have a look. look. Tom Lockyer is our club captain. He's going to start without a shadow of a doubt. Amari Bell, hopefully, again in the back. I think Kabore, our new guy, will start. I think Nakamba will start, but I don't think Nakamba is going to be... He's not new, is he? He's not new, but he is new. The next, uh, Giles, Giles will definitely start, 100%. I'll be very surprised if Giles doesn't start. How many have got so far? Chong's going to start for definite. Chong's, that's six. Thanks very much for counting. Um, uh, Morris and Adibayo up front for definite. And then I had this problem because we've got Ross Barkley come in, uh, but uh, Jordan Clark is injured, so he's not going to start. But then we've got the legend that is Pelly Ruddock. And should he start? I think Pelly might start. I think he he will come on. I think Barkley will have a, a substitute's role, I think. So I, I'm thinking that Pelly will create Premier League history tomorrow. And, uh, you know, so I, I'm looking at Pelly Ruddock to start. So of all those, like five or six of our new guys will start, but the, you know the the rest of them are relatively solid, and they all deserve a chance. They got us there. They got us there. They 
you know, there's several players. Penny's gone from non-league to where we are now, but there are several players that have gone from League Two from where we are now, and it's hard to leave them out. And, and I know the bench is large anyway, so that they may get a shout. And they may get a shout. So I'm no, expecting, think, I'm expecting that team to win. I think you're right, Dave. I think we we did something very similar when we first came to the the Premier League. Most of our starting eleven in our first Premier League season were the team that, that that brought us to the Premier League. And it is only right, as you say, to sort of, you know, respect the fact that they are the ones that got you there. Um, obviously, you know, you have had a lot of new faces, so perhaps it might be a bit too early to say. But, you know, from a Luton Town perspective, if you were going to tell a Brighton fan such as us, that these are the players to look out for, who would you who would you say is probably the most exciting one that Brighton fans need to keep their eyes on? Uh, well, I'd say the whole squad, obviously, but... Um... Okay, so Marvellous Nakamba for us last season was, I say, pivotal. He was the missing link that we needed to push us on. In the Championship, he was a class above a lot of the other players that were playing for us and and our opposition, with the exception of Burnley, who was sensational last season. Um, I think Nakamba made a huge difference. So I would say he's one you've got to look out for. But then again, I was really impressed with Chong when I saw him play for Birmingham, and now he's playing for us. So, you know, he's quick. He's very, very quick. So of the new guys, those two, and then we've got Carlton Morris up front. Now, there's been a lot of pundits that have said he's not going to do the same as he did in the championship. He's not going to score many goals. And I would say to you, well, look at Ivan Tony when he came up from League One to the for where you are. He started scoring. There's no reason if he gets a service, he won't. So I would be looking out for Nakamba. I think Chong's going to be great. Pelly, obviously Pelly, because Pelly's a legend, and I don't care what anybody says about him in our squad. He is a legend. He's going to make so look for him. It's Premier League history. It's never going to happen again. He's the first guy to have done it. And uh, yeah, Morris up front. So Morris, Nakamba, and Pelly. But then Giles can put in a good cross. Oh man, you see, yeah. you've got me really thinking about it now, haven't you? Yeah. Just how I feel. Giles can put in a super cross and. I'm hoping that he comes to the fore as well. So, you know. That's um, Giles from Wolverhampton, isn't it? He spent yeah. time on loan at Shrewsbury, Blackburn and Swansea, I think I'd, I want to say, over the past few seasons. Um, but yeah, he's doing exciting. He was a left wing back. Is he now playing in a more advanced no, role? No, 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 he's not. He's he's doing that, I think. He's definitely doing that. But um, in some of the friendlies, he's put in a shift and he's literally put in some absolutely fantastic crosses in on the on the button for our strikers to score from um so you know i think we're going to be a little bit different to what people think we are and i think i i i chatted the other night and i i said that when you're in the premier league um and one of your defenders picks up the ball and shoves it 50 60 yards up the pitch to someone else on the far side of the pitch and they go oh that's a brilliant pass that's a fantastic pass when luton did it in the championship we were called hoofball you know, so I think we're in a different place. We're not. I tell you now, tomorrow we're not going to have a great deal of possession. I know that off totally. We're going to just play to our strengths, and I feel that we will um, use our possession to our best advantage. So you know, you might even end up with seventy-five, twenty-five possession. Might even be that much. That happened to us, and I know it's a different league. So you know, I know it's a different league. But in the championship, that happened to us once, and we won three nil. You know, so you just make you make the most of the possession you've got. So I'm excited by them all. Really excited. That's really cool. I'm really, I'm really happy for you, Dave. I really am. To your point, we lost some games like that last year where we had yeah, 70% of the ball plus. So 
would not be yeah. acceptable. Yeah, possession is not everything. It's what you do with your possession. You can go forwards, backwards, sideways, and not create a chance. And then we get one break of score. You know, so for me, that's what I'm looking at tomorrow. I genuinely don't think that um, we're going to get many chances, but when we do, I hope we take them. I don't know if you, as you say, Dave, you, you're not into the Premier League or you weren't before because of obviously being in the Championship, which is absolutely fine. Um, I don't know if you know much about Roberto De Zerbi's tactical, how, how he sets up Brighton, but Brighton, will they will look to invite the press. Do you think Luton will be drawn into that or will Luton perhaps sit a little deeper? Um, how do you see sort of like Luton tactically setting up tomorrow? Uh, our, our press was quite high last season, so I don't expect it to be any different. I think they'll just. I think what they're going to do tomorrow, generally, I think they're going to be like a greyhound out of a trap at the start. They're going to be really quick. They're going to be shutting down real quick, uh, and hope we don't get that ping over the top that splits us in two. I suppose. But um, so I, I suspect we're going to try and close down real quick, but um, not too deep. Not too deep. Uh, again, from last season, we were happy for people to have to have the ball and play it sideways and a little bit forward and a little bit sideways and back again. But it hits the midfield and then they deal with it. That's how I looked at it. And you know, we had one of the best defenses in the in the championship last season. Um again, I know how different the Premier League is. I'm under no false illusions there. But uh I don't see us changing our style, not too much. I mean, I know that our management team would have done a would have done a really good look into Brighton. And I know tactically they'll get it right. I hope. So I don't I don't think we'll be drawn too far up the pitch, but I do feel that we will sort of press a little bit higher than you might expect. Very good. Very good. It's nice to have these insights from the man who knows. Let's talk score predictions then. Scores on the doors. Uh, Joe, where do you see the score? What do you see the scoreline being tomorrow? Do you think Luton's first game in the Premier League, that honeymoon phase, will make them a very difficult side to break down? Could they perhaps, you know, get a vic- even get a victory in their first game in the Premier League? What do you think, my friend? Now, I can't remember what I said, Dave, when I went on your podcast. I think right. I said it was going to be a really tight game, to be honest. And I, I still do think that. Um, I think it, that Luton will score. I believe. Um, and I think it'll be 2-1 to us, uh, but it'll be really cagey. Interesting indeed. Dagan, what do you make of the score prediction game? I do agree that Luton will score. Uh, I'm going to say 4-1 the Albion. Sorry, Dave. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've also got uh, someone in the comments, Protosser. Uh, he says it's going to be four nil. I assume he's he means that is it. one hell of a name, by the way. <laughs> yeah, um, Dave, what do you think the score predictions are going to be? Is are you? I, I mean, I, I don't. You know, I'm very wary of trying to sound patronising or not. I don't want to say that, but like, do you think a result Luton can get a result? You can patronise as much as you like. I know you're nice guys. So let me just say this. If I use my heart and my head, my head and my heart score, right? So my heart score says I want to walk away with a point. So I'll be happy with a point. Um, and if we can nick it, brilliant. My head says this is a really, really tough game for us to start with. You finished uh, in European places last season. You're a decent team. It's not going to be easy. If you get an early goal, I think we're shot. I think we're done. 
Um, so my my heart says, let's get a one all or nick a two one. My head says, well, we might end up not making this pretty good. I'm not going to say the score, but I don't think we'll concede four. But if we score, if you score in the first five ten minutes, then um, it could knock us for six. So I'm hoping it's not four. And if we're going to lose, I, I think I said to you the other night, Joe, if we're going to lose, can we lose uh, respectively, respectfully? You know, like we've put in a really good shift. We've been close and you've, you've taken it 2-0 or whatever. For me, that's how I think, well, actually, that's not too bad. But my heart wants us not to lose because it, you'd be the same. So I'm, I really hope that we can sort of nick a point. And I'll be happy with that because we've got Chelsea next. There you go. Well, Please beat them. Enough of them. Um, um, somebody in the comments has predicted a Lewis Dunk goal. I would love a Lewis Dunk goal. When was the last time you scored at home in the league, Tom? I can't remember. Um, wasn't it that a long cheeky time. goal where Lamptey shot and it, it bounced in off the league? The, that was in the that was FA Cup, Cup, wasn't it? Ooh, was it, was it Arsenal all those years ago? I, I can't remember. Fair Answers enough. on a postcard. Do your yeah, research and let us know. Because off the top of my head, I can't remember. Um, my score prediction. Oh, we, I don't want to be the, we're going to be the party poopers, aren't we? Because everyone who's a neutral is going to want Luton to win because it's the fairy tale. Um, but I, I, I can Tom, see Luton everyone. Not everyone, Tom. Not everyone. <laughs> Anybody who supports Most... Watford wants to see us lose every week. Most people. And didn't your manager come from Watford? Yeah, he, how, um, ironic is that? how ironic is that? You know, they sack a manager 14 games into their season or however long and he comes to their biggest rivals and gets us promoted. You know, we're laughing, aren't we? Love that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's quite interesting because I've got a soft spot for Forest Green Rovers he, and the coach got Forest Green Rovers promoted, went to Watford, yeah. got sacked from Watford, went to Luton, got promoted. The thing is, though, you know, with that that whole story, you don't blame him for leaving Forest Green. He did really well there. You don't blame him. But he went to Watford knowing full well what their history was, and he knew that at some point he will get sacked. He does. I don't suppose he thought it would be that early, but he knew that. But he's walked away with a few quid. He's come to a better club, and now we're in the Premier League. And good luck to him. I hope he does well. Because I, if he does well, he won't be our manager forever. If he does well, he'll he'll, he'll get shifted up. The, and the if he doesn't do well, will you take Nathan Jones back? No, Nathan Jones had two hits, Joe. You know that, and uh, I think you know three strikes. You're out. No, it's not happening. Uh, I, if he here's the thing: if he doesn't do well, we're not going to sack him this season. We're not. We're going to because he just fits. Rob Edwards fits. Nathan Jones coming back for a third time. I don't think any of the fans would want that at this stage. But, you know, no. Nathan Jones is part of our history, done us good. And I like Nathan Jones. I actually thought he was a good manager. And I didn't think, I said, I think I said to you the other night, Joe, that I didn't think that he got the right rub of the green at Southampton. Um, Stoke weren't interested in how he was going to play. And then obviously, you know, the rest is history. But um, when he left the second time, he left properly rather than the first time when he left terribly. Uh, but I don't think any Luton fan would say, come, come, come and have another go. I think there's going to be more exciting managers out there for us, especially if we retain our level, especially. Yep, that's what it's all about, retaining that level. And you can, you know, we've found it out to our cost as well with Graham Potter being poached by Chelsea last season. You know, we we found that out ourselves. You know, when your managers and your players do well, all the uh, big teams... 
want to come and uh, have a piece of your pie. Um, you just got to hope that you can compete at, at the level, which is what Brighton have been doing very well for the last six seasons. Um, just quickly in regards to the score, my score prediction, I'm going to go with 2-1 to Brighton. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet. Um, I think it will be quite cagey. I am very wary of Luton starting quickly. I think I, if you talk, Dave, about an early goals, I would, with how, with how up for this Luton town are going to be, I wouldn't be surprised if they scored first, to be honest. Well, can, can you give us that at least? If we're going to lose, can we have the first goal? So it gives us a bit of time to celebrate. Um, and if we're going to win, I'd rather win in the 89th minute. That's what I'd rather do. I'm actually, no, we have to say 110 minutes now, wouldn't we? Let's be fair. But uh, yeah, give, at least give us the first goal. If you're going to beat us, at least give us the first goal. Give us something to cheer about before the onslaught happens. Yeah, I, I, gen, I genuinely can see. I can genuinely see Luton scoring early because they'll, as you say, they'll they'll start like a, a house on fire. Brighton will be taken aback. Um, a mistake at the back. Luton score. Brighton kind of go right. We need to get our acts together. And then I'm going to go with my two-one. Um, people in the comments, honestly, a little nervous. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be a tough game. And as Joe says, I'd almost rather play a team that, uh, you know, I'd rather play Blooming Everton. You know, after the hammering they gave us last time, I'd rather play <laughs> them than Luton because no one's going to want to be that first team that Luton play. Um, because, because as I say, they're going to, just going to be so up for it and they're going to play without fear where we'll probably be a bit more reserved because it's not our first season in the Premier League. So Dagan's looking at me kind of thinking, Tom, what are you on about, mate? So, well, I'll say this. I'm, I'm glad we're getting them first at our place and not at your place, Dave. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be a real test for for anybody coming in to unfamiliar ground. And, and you know, similar to Forest this year, I think that was a tough place to play for a lot of teams, and I expect Luton will be the same. Uh, I'm interested to see the home crowd, and you guys obviously have a lot more experience this, with this than I do, but just the nerviness of the past few days, I feel like there's going to be a lot of pent-up angst and frustration that may be misdirected at... <laughs> At Luton, um, not necessarily at its fans, but certainly just to the pitch. And I, I think there's going to be a fervor from the crowd that may be palpable. I hope so, anyway. And I just, I just, you know, we've sort of done very well of skirting around sort of like the elephant in the room. And as we say, we've already talked about this on our, on, on Twitter earlier. Twitter, sorry, not Twitter, X. Um, Moises Caicedo, a huge loss uh, in the midfield. You know, we can't we can't sit here and pretend it's not. Um, there will be angst around the ground in regards to that, especially if there is no news. I think that's the worst thing is just not knowing what's going on. You know, last night it appeared that he was going to Liverpool. Today, it's all sort of up in the air again. Um, um, and I, I would also argue that whenever we've responded to people leaving, it's always been a really good thing. And that if, if there is that point to prove... Sorry, Dave. If there is that point to prove, we tend to prove it. Roberto mm-hmm. Zerbi is dubbed the mentality king for a reason. Um, so, I don't yeah, doubt again, sorry, Dave, but it's I, if, I if, think... if I was someone like Billy Gilmore, I'm thinking, right, this is my opportunity. I've had yeah. a good preseason. I say those go in. The club are looking for a replacement, but actually it's on me to you know, put in a Wolves-esque performance to show actually, you know, I'm your man. You yeah, want you want a number six, I'm your guy. Um, 
Not sure about the number 11 squad number for Billy Gilmore, but that's a completely different anal, you know, um, mind itch thing for me. Um, but anyway, less about that. Any boost for Caicedo if he goes to Chelsea? Uh, yes. 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 When If he goes to Chelsea, when he rocks up, we boo. It's what we do. There, there is a fab update uh, as of man. Understand Chelsea are now in contact with Brighton to discuss their new bid for Moises Caicedo. Talks on. Liverpool prepared to walk away from the deal, says Fab. I'll offer no comment. That's just the latest. Anyway. It's been going on for seven hours. So yesterday, More than that. Um, Dave, let's talk about where people can find your content. And obviously I was on uh, with you guys uh a couple of days ago, yesterday you posted the the video, um, or today, whenever it was. Um, the, this morning, this is how this, this Christ deal has it's messed been a long with day, my mind. Dave. It's been a yeah. long day. Basically, where can people find you if they want to keep up with all things Luton? So, if you wanna if you wanna join in and just see what we're doing, we're on YouTube at Oh When the Town. We um, all the places you can get it up on audio. So you know uh, Apple iTunes, that's the same Apple, isn't it? Uh, Spotify, all those sort of places. And obviously uh, all our Twitter accounts and our online media. So Owen the Town, just at Owen the Town. And, and if you do like it, please subscribe and just make a few comments because it's uh, it just helps us out. And as always, we will keep the links in the description below for Dave. And if you want to go over to their podcast, um, I had a really great time. Um, really great guys. I love their setup. They do it actually in person, Tom. Can you believe that? I know. Um, what is that? Um, but no, I, I loved it. And yeah, they're good guys. So go subscribe. Thanks, Joe. But we'll also be doing post-match reaction on Monday. It'll be broadcast Tuesday. Amazing. So you can get their thoughts about the game post-game and you can also get our thoughts when we also then bring out our own uh, post-match analysis, which will be coming to you in due course. But no, all that's left to say then is thank you to Joe, Dagan and Dave for their time this evening as we look forward to another Premier League season beginning. Dave, we wish you all the best of luck for Luton's season. You know, I don't think there are many neutrals that would like to see Luton go back down to the Championship. So I've got everything crossed for you. But not for tomorrow. I hope you lose. Just not tomorrow, Dave. I just knew that was coming. And I wish you well for the season. I hope you win the European Cup that you're going for. And all that stuff. Just don't beat us tomorrow, please. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see what we can do. But no promises, Dave. No promises. Uh, Thank you to the viewers who have joined us this evening. Uh, Continue to watch and join us throughout the season as we bring you regular content. We do have some other exciting things coming your way. I know we've been promising that all summer, but things are in the pipeline where we will be talking about the fourth worst ground in the Football League, which I, for one, am very excited for. But in the meantime, wherever you may be, whenever you may be, We'll see you next time. Take care.